Hey y'all, welcome to episode 11 of Let's Get Mystical. You may notice that Genevieve is not here again this week. Unfortunately, she'll be unavailable for the rest of our season due to an impacted wisdom tooth that's causing her severe pain and making, well, making talking kind of difficult. So I'll be closing out season one with a couple final interviews. I hope you all join me in wishing Genevieve a speedy recovery because we all know how that mouth pain can get. Next week, there won't be a new episode, but we'll round out the season with author S.C. Principal on the 13th. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering that name. Okay, I don't have much more to say, but Jen wanted me to share her thoughts on the new Fantastic Beasts movie. Here's her review. Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore was fantastic. Not only did it finally delve deeper into Dumbledore's past, it also included scenes that brought back my childhood and the nostalgia of Harry Potter and Hogwarts. It was action-packed, emotional, and fun. If you had any unanswered questions from the Harry Potter movies, this is a film that fills in the blanks. Definitely go see it if you're a Potterhead. I hope you guys will rejoin us in season two. We have all kinds of exciting guests uh, lined up, so looking forward to that. And hopefully by then, we'll have expanded to more than just Spotify. So that's it for me. So let's get to the interview that Jen recorded a couple weeks ago with paranormal author Jamie Wilkinson. The shifter world was turned upside down when Nova joined Big River Pack and mated with the Alpha. It set off a chain of events that exposed many enemies of their kind. Big River Pack thought humans would be their undoing but they come to realize the fight comes from within. Saving lives or saving hearts, they've made it their mission to protect everyone who needs it. In this five-book series, you'll find action, adventure, humor, and of course, love. Pick up the box set on Amazon today and discover how true love can be found even in the heat of battle. Big River Pack by Lynn Howard. Okay, please welcome our spooky special guest for episode 11, author Jamie Wilkinson. Uh, She's a paranormal romance author whose debut novel follows her character, Sophia, while she tries to find her path in life after college, which we all know is difficult. Uh, When she moves to Blossom Creek to help out a family member, she finds much more than she bargained for and is introduced to a mystical world she never knew existed. Welcome, Jamie. Hello, thank you. So um, I like to start things off and let my guests kind of introduce themselves. So why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Okay, so I'm 37, almost 38. I'm a mother and a chef by trade, but writing and reading has just always been my passion. So, you know, followed that with your help and advice, and it's been a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, for anybody that doesn't know, I am a little biased towards Jamie because uh, she's one of my clients. <laughs> and longtime friend. <laughs> yes, that too. I've always, you know, been really interested in the paranormal things. Um, so it just that genre is where I've really stuck. And I've started a couple different projects with different areas in the paranormal. So um this is just like the first one that I'm stepping out with. <laughs> oh, wonderful. I'm looking forward to more. <clears throat> so with authors, what I like to do is kind of get an idea of their writing routine first before we talk about anything specific, because um, I know it varies for all, every author. So I like to see the differences. So um, what time of day do you do your writing? Okay, so I'm actually a homeschool mom. So um, my days are spent 
more in like teacher mode. So as soon as that switches off or she gets like a lunch break, that's when I'll kind of go into my mode and um, I'll start bringing up my music, my certain little um, things that kind of get me into the right mind state and where I'm at in my story and things like that. And, um, and then I also, I guess on the flip side would be real late at night after everyone's asleep. And that's when I get my more adult um, storylines added in there. Ooh, saucy. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, what you mentioned about getting all the things that get you into the writing mood, um, that kind of gives us a good segue into the next question. And I was wondering if there's any tools or like, items you have to have near you in order to write and if you don't have them you feel like you're not in the right mindset yeah um so music is really big for me um and I I've always really liked music but I kind of just go off I usually will set a few songs into a playlist um according to like emotions so if I'm writing like a you know a heated angrier scene it might be you know that more style music um also Smells are really important to me. So candles, um, sometimes I'll even have a candle burning that, you know, will have me in a good space and maybe, I don't know, it'll change up and I'll have to go switch the candle or, I don't know, smells are very important. Um, I do like a certain blanket when I'm writing and just, I guess, comfort zone more so. And snacks, of course. Oh, yes. (laughs) So what is your, what is your (laughs) go-to snack? Oh, peanut M&M's. Oh, yum. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a peanut M&M girl. <laughs> and do you have any writing, like, superstitions? Mm. Well, oh, that's funny. I've never really thought of that. Maybe <laughs> I, I, more I, so, I, I guess I'm kind of, I don't like to tell people until I figured out my storyline, if that makes sense, I guess. I don't want to. I don't know, maybe speaking it out loud kind of messes with my head more so. Like, I like to get out the story and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, so I'm writing this about this, opposed to I've been thinking about writing, you know, I don't know. Interesting. Well, uh, the reason I asked that is because, like, I can't write without putting my rings on. Like, it's a really weird superstition of mine. Interesting. Yeah, no. uh -uh. I haven't noticed anything like that. Maybe my blanket, I guess, because I do, I like the soft blanket. (laughs) And so do you, if you have a blanket, do you write in like a computer chair or do you have like a lounge chair? Um, oh, no, see, I'm kind of weird. I'll just, I'm either in bed, on the couch, anywhere I'm just comfy. I'm like, I'm a real lounger, anywhere I lounge anywhere. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> now, um, where did you get the idea for your book? So, you know how they say a picture says a thousand words. I saw an image and... It was more so um, of a tattoo, and as well, you know, the, there's a significance in the book there. But um, so that tattoo just kind of spoke to me, and it kind of told the story itself, to be honest, of a character, and the rest of it just kind of fell into place. That's interesting. I don't think I've ever heard anybody else say that they got their idea from a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just it's just the image of the tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Well, as I mentioned to you before we started recording, unfortunately, my co-host was unable to join us, although she was supposed to be here. Um, So since she hasn't read the book, I was going to ask you if you could describe what it's about in your own words. Oh, sure. Um, So like you said, she uh, 
she has suffered a lot of loss and then she went to college and kind of figured out her own path that didn't really make sense to anybody. And um, once she traveled and went to go help a family member, those um, little things that didn't make sense to her all kind of fell into place and just made sense. And it all just kind of fit. And she learned, she learns a whole new everything, basically. Uh, new way of seeing things, a new way of just, a, I guess, she just sees the world in a new way mm -hmm. and becomes um, who she's supposed to be, I think. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so the first one, I wanted to just kind of cram everything in. And now I was, I feel like I was able to take my time and to let the characters develop more fully into their each character, I guess, if that makes sense. Like, more so let them be who they are, and it all just falls into place in book two, I guess. I think to clarify a little, I can mention that the first version was very heavy on plot, whereas yeah. the, with the revamp, you are more focusing on expanding your characters and uh, giving us more of an idea of who they are. Right. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so, and what kind of, I mean, I know this, the answer to this question, but for the listeners, what kind of uh, paranormal aspects are in your book? So there's um, her specifically, she learns that her family has a line of healers. And that is something that she had before even going there, um, learn things on her own. And so when she goes there, she really gets heavily into that and um and then there's also um shifters and in book two we'll be introduced to other things because the characters are in an area where there's a lot of paranormal um, beings so a lot of other characters will come in and out of the story um so there are shifters and vampires later on and things like that so it gets real fun. That's <laughs> yeah, one of the things I noticed about the rewrite that you took out one of my favorite characters. And I'm like, well, they better be in book two or I'm going to oh. be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry. There is. I think I know who you're talking about. And yes, they're very much in book two. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and I think you'll like the, I did go more into that. So yes. Okay. <laughs> And uh, so because you have included so many different paranormal aspects in the series as a whole, um, did you do like really any research into it or was it just stuff you knew and you kind of expanded on it in, in your own way? You know, see, that was one thing I, I guess it's kind of tricky with the paranormal community because there is so many like, oh, do's and don'ts, I feel. But at the same time, when you're writing a story, you kind of have that freedom to make your own path in a way. So where I took some things from research, I maybe expanded them a little bit more into my imagination side of it. Where, so I took, so for instance, the shifters in my story are, um, they're more like the, uh, the police of the um, paranormal community, if you will, lightly. <laughs> they are, um, able to, um, you know, stop fights between vampires and werewolves and things like that. So then the shifters and the werewolves are separate in my story as well. So 
Yes, then that, that's a very interesting thing that you bring up is that you have both shifters and werewolves. Because yes. lots of times people hear the word shifter and they kind of just lump them together. And it's not right. always the same thing. I mean, there's Correct. there's werewolves, there's shapeshifters, there's skinwalkers. You know, there's so many exactly. different things that could technically be labeled shifters. Exactly. So, yeah, that is very true. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, and did um, was there any challenges you faced while writing Paranormal? Um, I guess... More so just like how I was saying, there's a lot of like do's and don'ts. I feel like maybe I was in a way limiting myself like, oh, you can't really do that. But then I feel I stopped doing that as more so when like when I was fixing the book, just fixing the book now and with book two, I've just let myself really have that freedom of this is your story. You can make it how you want it. Where in the beginning, I, I guess I wasn't really doing that. That's so a good thing because I feel like paranormal as a genre is one of the ones where you can do that and get away with it right. um, because there's not really any one rule about how paranormal is or like what the creatures do or how they you know how they shift yeah. or whatever um, because there's not really proof of any of this so it's really just an interpretation exactly so, I'm glad you're letting yourself do that then <laughs> you said you're working on book two um, which is the sequel to Blossom Creek right Right. Okay. And is there something else you're working on at the same time or are you kind of just stuck into this series until it's finished? I know I'm trying to get stuck. I'm trying to finish this one, but I do have another one that I'm working on and it's been uh, really pulling my attention and it's been fun. She's um, an immortal who was punished for something and now her soulmate is um, no longer immortal and has to continue to live over and over so she is constantly trying to find him and win him over. Oh, interesting. So it's like a reincarnation kind of story? Yeah. He is, but she's stuck not. So right. It's that's interesting. Um, yeah. So do you feel like that's going to become a series or are you just working on a standalone for that? Um, so far, it's just seeming like a standalone, but I'm not sure how it's going to go. Like I, I've just kind of gotten into it. I'm only at about chapter seven stage so far. So, but it's been my attention and it's been a lot of fun actually have to wait to see until if, if you wrote 600 pages of it first right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay well uh was there anything else you wanted to mention about your book before i move on to the uh non-specific questions um i'm very excited for the um there's uh i guess the erotic side of it too is Book two goes very much more into like the almost, um, I don't want to say reverse harem, but menage scenario almost. So it gets pretty fun. <laughs> with Blossom Creek, uh, you want, can you go a little bit in depth with the love story in that or is that going to spoil things? Um, no, I don't think it will. Um, so... She, I guess, so she moves there to help a family member and she meets somebody. But um, there, she's new to the area, so she is like alone a lot. So she does meet another friend. And um, things just kind of evenly progress with the two friends and kind of pulls her heart in different directions and confuses her a little bit. And um, I guess she just kind of has to figure out what's best, who's best, and, you know, 
where what's best for her path really okay here's a question i have for you um this probably won't come into play until book two and with the rewrite but um when you were uh choosing a love interest for your main character was it always the same person or was there ever anybody that you thought you would pair with her beforehand well between the two is that what you mean no like uh, were there any ever any other of the like the side characters that come into play that you thought would be her love interest or was it always the two that you were choosing no it was just the two that i was choosing she did have the x um in the book that i had removed um from the beginning of the book it was more so just like a memory there but um there was it was always just those two that she kind of went gravitated towards so you always picture those two as the love interests yeah. then okay yeah and then you, there is one other thing I didn't put in the uh, question list that I forgot. Um, so part of your book is told in a interesting style where um, it's like a back and forth in email. Yes. Was that planned or was that just something that came about when you were writing it? No, it, I wanted a way for them to kind of communicate without any of like the... Because they communicated first like that without really seeing or just getting the vibe of each other. You know what I mean? Like feeling the energy of hearing each other and things like that. And it was just a way for her to, I guess, she didn't know what she was walking into. She didn't know who he was, how old he was, anything like that. So it was just a way for her to almost confuse her senses, like do I like this person? What is going on? Like, you know, cause she hadn't felt that way in a long time. So it's kind it was of just a, a way to establish a connection between them without all yeah. the, the drama and, you know, the traditional stuff you usually see. Yeah. And I did it without the, without the pool, if that makes sense, yeah. just like a normal, here you go. I needed some help. Can you help me with this? Can you, you know, just not a kind of, in my opinion, it no. kind of adds to the slow burn of the whole thing because yeah. it's just like kind of a, a curiosity moment when they're in the right. email and then when exactly. they meet, you know, it, it escalates. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Um, I don't know if you've been listening to the podcast, but every guest has to answer this question. So are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Have you ever had any paranormal or supernatural experiences of your own? I have. I grew up and I actually inherited the house that I live in now. And the house was built by um, my great great grandmother. And well, it was her and her three husbands. Well, one at a time, they all passed away, but she, um, they built the house from 1917. It was finished in 1920. And we have, it just, you just never feel alone there. That makes sense. You know, it doesn't feel unsafe. It doesn't feel anything like that. It just feels like families around. But I've had many friends come over and they all spot someone in the bathroom or walking through the hallway. But it's never an unsafe feeling. It's just, it's just someone's there, <laughs> if that makes sense. Interesting. I think you're probably the first one that has said that it, it just, it's just a feeling. It's not really a... Um, like most of the guests that I want to ask that question, they, they talk about, you know, spirits or something they've encountered. They talk about how uneasy it made them or, you know, stuff like that. I and mean, yours is the first one I think where you're just like, no, oh, they're there and I'm 
they, they're part of the household. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because my daughter, she's 11, and she has seen them since she was a baby. She's waved to them. She's known they've been there. And now that she's older and doesn't see them, you know, she uh, she's just still knows people are here. It's not she's not afraid of it. She's not. It's the same thing. We just I, I guess it's just we just feel like family is there. <laughs> if that makes sense. That's None of us have ever been scared of it. That's good. I'm I'm glad that they're friendly spirits. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I ever sell the house, I don't know. That's on the next person. But <laughs> while the family's in the house, I guess we're good. <laughs> well, don't worry. Nobody knows where you live. We're not going to disclose your address or anything. <laughs> So um, recently we have decided to implement a, a fun little segment with our guests and it's called this or that. So basically I'm just going to ask you, you know, to choose between two different things and you just, you know, quick fire, tell me which one you rather pick. And if you want to expand on your answer, feel free. Okay. Okay. So werewolves or vampires? The werewolves. Time. Um, oh, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> no, you go ahead. I'm, I'm good. Time travel or aliens? Oh, time travel. Mm-hmm. Supernatural or Ghost Whisper? Oh, Ghost Whisper. That was my grandma's show. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's a good reason for it. <clears throat> charmed or Bewitched? Oh, Charmed. Oh, yay. I'm glad you answered that. Because everybody charmed. else has been answering Bewitched, and I'm like, wait, um, what about Charmed? <laughs> yeah, Charmed is my thing. <laughs> uh, okay, Romance or Dystopian? Oh, that's a oh, romance. Let's just go for it. I was, I was going to say, if you're going to say dystopian, I'm going to be shocked. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Tea. Oh, you're the first one to say that, too. <laughs> Spring or summer? Spring. Okay. I don't have allergies. <laughs> mm, yeah, I, mean, I can't stand the heat, so it's definitely spring for me. Pen or pencil? A pencil. I'm always erasing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tank tops or t-shirts? Tank tops. Flip-flops or sneakers? Flip-flops. California girl again. Mm. Uh, Well, it's probably the next couple answers are probably obvious then. Um, Ocean or land? Um, I'll take the land. I get sunburned so bad at the beach. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, in that case, beach or woods? (laughs) Woods. (laughs) Give me some shade. (laughs) Um, Music or silence? Music. Always. Okay, and keeping in tone with that, country or pop? Pop. <laughs> sweet or savory? Ooh, sweet. As a pastry chef, I got it. Yeah, well, okay, that's kind of an <laughs> obvious question. <laughs> I didn't even think about, about that when I was... Oh, well, anyway, um, iPhone or Android? Android for me. Okay. Going to the club or dancing in the kitchen? Dancing in the kitchen all day. I don't think anybody has said going to the club yet. <laughs> I'm too old for that. <laughs> Cat or dog? A uh, dog. Okay. Beer or whiskey? Ooh, whiskey. Yes, thank you. <laughs> burger or salad? A uh, burger. Okay. Demons or angels? Demons. Yes. See, I knew <laughs> I liked you. <laughs> uh, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? I don't even have to ask this question. You know, <laughs> Harry Potter? <laughs> Uh, Marvel or DC? Oh, oh. So okay, so that one's tough. Okay, how um, about if is it is the question is the answer both? 
Well, yeah, because DC has Flash. Okay, so Marvel so for Hulk. DC, your favorite is Flash. What about Marvel? Yeah. Hulk. <laughs> Hulk. Oh, that's an interesting answer. I don't think many people answer him. He's my lock screen. <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't you have a tattoo with him on it? No, no, I, I have a Disney villains. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. A little bit of extra information there. Um, <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, Star Wars. Star Vader all day. Yeah. Ooh, you're like the villains. <laughs> yes, I Okay, know. here's a question before we get to the last this or that. Star Wars, have you seen all of them? Yes. Okay. Did you like Jar Jar Binks or not? He's goofy. I mean, he's cute, like, in a goofy way. <laughs> so you kind of liked him. Yeah. You don't, like, have a hatred on him for, like, no. everybody else does. Thank you no. very much for saying that, he's because <laughs> every time I tell somebody I like Jar Jar Binks and, like, he's the best part of the prequels, they just, like, go in shock. Like, they, I don't even think they can comprehend it. I think their brain Ooh. stops working. He's cute. He's, like, a goofy little guy, and his voice is cute. <laughs> yeah. All right, then the last this or that is Van Helsing or Interview with a Vampire. Ooh, I'm going to go Interview with a Vampire. Nobody nobody is saying Van Helsing. I do love Van Helsing, don't get me wrong, but I've read and watched Interview with a Vampire, and it's just... Are you planning on giving the reboot one a shot? Um, Of course I will. I, I see. I'm real weird about movies and reboots. I like to watch them and, and like movies based on books too. A lot of people, you know, oh, they didn't get it right. But to me, when people make movies, I like to see everyone takes something different away from a book or a movie, right? So I like to see what the person who made the movie took away from it and what they, you know, that's yeah. how I like to look at it. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I I mentioned um, to my co-host in the intro that, uh, or the intro, it was a couple weeks ago, actually, that I didn't really like the interview with the vampire movie. I can't explain why, but I'm going to give the TV show a shot. I mean, I'm going to give it a couple of episodes and see what happens. Yeah, it's worth a shot. All right. Well, that was actually all I had to ask you about. Um, is there any social media or websites or anything where you want to direct people where they can uh, keep track of your releases and things? Uh, yeah. Instagram would be like my easiest one to get to. And it's she who writes 619. Okay. And I will definitely include that in the show notes and any other uh, like your Facebook page and stuff. I'll include that awesome. all for everybody. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, thank you for being my guest. This was so much fun. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Let's Get Mystical. This podcast was hosted by Genevieve Scholl and Lynn Howard and produced by Genevieve Scholl. If you'd like to contact the hostesses, you can do so by emailing letsgetmysticalpodcast at gmail.com.